Hi, welcome to the Winners Find A Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. I think our limiting belief system or our patterns that kind of those things that we are expectations in. I think, I've, like I said, I've never been the victim and I've always seen people for what they are and not what I want them to be. And, and, and I will say I was mad. I was angry as a child when all that was going on with my dad. I didn't know where that was coming from at the time. And I yeah. had to, you have to move through the process, I think, to get to the other side and see the beauty in it. But we're not born with a, a, a manual of how to be or how to raise children or whatnot. I always tell my kids, I'm so, I'm not perfect. I don't expect you to be perfect. I love you. You are. And, and I, I say that a lot to them because they, they are around those moms that are, that are there at everything. And that's their life. Yep. And I had to balance mine out with my kids and the company and, you know, it was, it was a, and then, um, you know, I had a hard time with being married because as the company grew, I had to manage that as well. I don't know. I think everybody moves at their own journey and in their own pace and I'm at peace. I really yeah. am at peace yeah. where I am and what I've done. And I think that I've had some good mentors along the way and I've evicted the crazy roommates in my head that wasn't great or called me, a, you know, they're calling me dumbass. What are you doing that for? You know, I, I think that you really have to set with yourself and be happy with who you are. And when you come to that place where you're happy with just being, you know, I don't, I think that's where it has to come within. Did you take that lesson like from your basketball coach and your librarian that took you in? Did you take that lesson and really apply that with your girls? Like, you're a good kid. Like pump them through like, you know, it's puppy dog training to me, right? You just keep catch them doing good. And they're like, oh, hey, I'll keep doing it. Right. Like, I mean, I, I encourage them. I'm probably a little critical like moms are. I'm like, you know, okay. You know, they'll walk that. out of their room. They walk out of their room. <laughs> they, got, they got Hoochie Mama going on up here and Hoochie Mama going down below. I'm like, I said, you can't be Hoochie Mama on up and bottom, top and bottom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I try to make, and I've always been, had let them have a little freedom because I think that when you pull in the kids and you don't let them be who they are, they, they will rebel hard. I was yeah. believe one of those that would just, you, I was told I couldn't do things all the time being a girl. And I didn't like mm. that. I was yeah, told I had about that for a second. You know, I, was told, <laughs> I was told I couldn't do a lot of things too. Right. And, and mine was about size. It wasn't because I was a boy or girls because I'm not big enough or I'm not tall enough or I'm not strong enough. And I remember, you know, I remember a, a day in my life where that voice was creeping in like, I'm not enough. And that changed for me with, with one conversation. How did that change for you that 
hey, people tell me, I mean, I had a chip, man. Like, I had a chip, like, going, oh, you don't think I can? Like, oh, I'll, I'll show you. Like, <laughs> I, I don't ever recall ever going back to somebody and going, hey, remember when you said I couldn't? I just showed them something different. I was the same way. I think it started in church. So like my mom's side were Baptist. My dad's side were Methodist. So I go to different churches and I was like, why are the rules different here? And why are the rules different here? Mm. So one church I had to wear a dress. I couldn't wear pants was kind of the rule, or at least it was on my, that's how the family was said. And then the other one was like, you can wear shorts. You can wear, I like this one. You know, yeah. they're, like, they're not putting like strict rules on and you can learn the fundamentality of it. That was probably one of the, and then also being a girl, you know, boys would always say, you can't do this. And I would always beat their butts and basketball or, and I was the fastest girl. I remember in third grade, we had a field day and I beat, I got first place in, you know, 50 yard dash, hundred yard dash, all that. And the guys were just hated me because I was beating them. I got a funny message on Facebook and my friend, Jason, this is 30 years later. He's like, he goes, you know, only thing I remember really about you, Tanya, is I went home and I was showing my, my ribbons to my dad. And he's like, why'd you get second place here, son? He goes, I had to tell him a girl beat me. And he's like, he's like I'm training my kids to beat your kids. And uh, yeah. the dad, you know, it was kind of funny. But it's, a, it's so funny. Like you do recognize, like, especially when we're young, right? That physicality is, there's really very little difference. In fact, there's that era actually about you know kind of that fifth to seventh era where like the females have matured actually physically they may be better and stronger right and they're certainly smarter at that level and then but it's uh, it's weird how it transpires but let's i want to i want to pivot to this what what do you think the superpower for you that separates you from others catapults you to the one percent i can see patterns in people i understand what their underlying motivation is and i care I think is I'm responsible and I care. And I think that I see patterns and how, what people, what gets in people's way. And I ask that my, to myself all the time. I'm like, what is getting in my way right now to get what I want? What is getting in my way right now? Where am I not balanced? What am I not seeing? And then I'll seek out, I'll seek out someone and go, okay, give me some feedback. Tell me, you know, what I can't see in myself. I think that's where it all lies out. I also plan, I, I'll, I, I can design in my head what I want. I can see. The only time in my, I think in my life that I had a hard time was when I was going to divorce. I couldn't really, everything was fuzzy and I couldn't see because I, I had, had designed this whole life around my family, a business and my husband and all of that just crumbled when I couldn't make things work out. And I'm not a quitter. And I think that was, a negative for me at that point because I mm. I wouldn't give it up. That's a good one. It's it's a hard one, right? Like that never say die in anything and not being able to see that. And I, and I can see that about a family and saying, hey, this is the vision. And now the emotions, everything's so strong. I need to pivot or I need to shift to a new vision. And I can't get my mind around it because this one's so strong. I can't go to another one because like, no, 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 I can't give up on this one yet. Right. And so like when you talk about, you know, what's in my way, right. You identify that. Then what do you do with it? I start making a plan to, to be better, to do you get it out of the way right away. Find a way. I mean, it depends on where you are. I mean, it's like if you're going through an emotional time and your bodies, your emotions will drain your body. A lot of yep. people don't 
see this because I, I worked as a hygienist for many years and I, you know, for as an entrepreneur and I could see people that came in when they were emotionally worn out. It would it would be psychosomatic. It would be in their bodies. That's how disease starts, too. And I I believe you have to be healthy mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. I try to look at those buckets and go, OK, where am I? Where am I falling short or where do I need to adjust? And balance is always a moving target, always a moving target. You can never be 100% balanced. You can put processes in to help balance. Like an example, being a mom and working as a hygienist and building a company, I had to start hiring people to come in, do my laundry, help me maybe prepare meals as, as things ramped up with the business, with having twins. I gave birth in 2003. I founded the company in 2000. I was practicing dental hygiene two days a week when I had the twins. And then I ramped it back up because my boss was like, I need you four days a week. And so I said, yes, which I shouldn't have. The kids were three going off to, they were going to preschool at that point. I built a house at the same time. <laughs> I was, I didn't I, I was nuts. So, you know, it's like you have to balance. So I had to pull in more help, pull in more help. My husband was like, at the time, he was like, I don't like these people in my house. I want, he wanted me to do everything. And I was like, I can't do everything. I need help. Yeah. And I was struggling with all that, you know, being a new mom, being, being responsible uh, wife and trying to manage the logistics. So and Julie, here's, here's another thing that a lot of people don't know about you is you built a multi-million dollar brand out of your home. Like you have an <laughs> office that you've established <laughs> in your walkout level. Right. And it is the corporate HQ of your brand. And we know it takes a village, right? On a child. But like when you surround yourself, let's talk about the team. Let's talk about the team you bring into you. These people became very important for you when you have all this going. I'm trying to be a wife. I'm trying to be a good employee. I'm trying to be a good business owner. I'm trying to be a good boss. I'm trying to be a good mom. Like, <laughs> so, you know, like, whew, if you saw my post on Mother's Day, like, hey, I posted my Mother's Day little meme about, hey, I hired some people to do your job today. And there's like, you know, 47 people standing in the front lawn, right? Doing mom's job for her today. So when you talk about that, Talk about the people and why, how you bring them in, how you choose them, how you manage them. Well, let me give you a little background of the company. I was seeing pa hygiene patients and then the kids were, I don't know what exactly age they were, seven, eight. I'd hit a million in sales and, I, you know, I just didn't hire anybody until I hit a million in sales. It was crazy. I don't know why I just didn't do it. It was, I had, I was juggling a lot and I fired my, I hired my first employee, she, she came to me and it's like, I need a job. Her husband and her were getting divorced and she had been a stay at home mom. And I said, well, you're going to have to do everything. Like, I'll give you a job, but your hats are going to, you're going to wear lots of hats. And she's like, I'll do it. So I hired her and then I hired Kyle and Kyle I knew for, you know, I've known him now for almost 30 years and he's been in my back. Like he, he's been so good. He, he has still my back. Company. Huh? He's still, still with the company. He's been with me almost 10 years and he has my back on everything and he's a good team player. I call him my work husband. I've hired people that they're athletes. I think athletes are winners in a lot of ways. They they're, they want to win. Everybody on my team wants to win. I usually have people take a DISC personality assessment so I know how to communicate with them. And I then I go deeper, like if I'm doing interviews to hire now, 
I look at a TTI test and look at what their strengths and their weaknesses are and where I utilize those the best so that we can we can win. And I look at, what else do I look at? I, I, I look at a, mini, a facet of things and people, but usually if they're, they want to win, their personality, if they're introverted, extroverted, they have a balance of the disc where if you're high, high D, sometimes high Ds can't see themselves. Right. But if they have a balance, they have D and I, and then their lower S or C, you've got a little bit more of a balance. I, I use that with, with my company in Dental Post. I put DISC in there where if you're a, a D doctor, a high D doctor, and you hire a high D hygienist, you're going to clash. And yeah. somebody's got to be the boss or there's going to be, there has to be give and take. So I use that in my hiring. And I, I learned that one of my first jobs where they gave us personality assessments. Sure. And then I saw it in patients. I could see the patterns in the patients and I could see oldest child, middle child, youngest child patterns, you know, and that's not a hundred percent, but like your oldest child is usually, want, they want information quick. Your middle child is pretty well balanced. Most of the time they can see both sides of the coin. They're good negotiators. And then you've got youngest are the, usually the salesperson of the team. So those are the things I look at when hiring. So a lot it's of interesting, right? I mean, you've brought a couple of things. So, so DISC for people who don't know is a personality assessment yes. and we use DISC at leadership in great depth, right? Cause we yes. are partners with Wiley. I am a certified DISC, you know, facilitator and you know, we do DISC for sales, DISC for marketing, DISC for leaders. We do it all right. It's simple too. Like it's I very teach, simple. I teach it as simple. well. And, and I, patterns, I, patterns, right? Yeah. Your D is your dominant results driven person. Yep. Your I's are your salespeople. Influencers. They're your cheerleaders, yep. your influencers. I'm an ID. Me too. Your S's are your support people. They're Eddie. sometimes introverted. Your listeners. Yes. And then your C's are your analytical people. They're your CPAs, your nurse, your programmers. Conscientiousness is what they are. They're very, very detailed and want to be right. They yep. are very methodical. Yes. Very. That's good. I think you also mentioned like the birth order is kind of important, like, right? Because you recognize patterns in birth order. And then you talked about athletes. You know, I, I interviewed a good friend of mine, former president of Amway North America, and he only, you know, he hires athletes, right? And he talked yeah. about that as, as being so port important. Jim, Jim is his name. He's a former athlete at Grand Valley State, played football there. You know, athletes know what hard work is, right? Like they know, mm -hmm. hey, like, you earn it like you got to do the work and you got to balance time time management becomes so important for athletes because your time is not your own and so if you want any of your time your own you better learn how to manage it right so in the competitiveness side so three huge kind of things to really and and what i like to talk about here tanya is you know to get a great team you know for me i think it's really important to know what motivates people, what drives them, how they learn, what do they want? What, what's their end game? Like what, where do they want to end up on the journey? Do they yeah. want to be the COO? Do they want to own their own brand? Do they just want to, Hey, I, I, I need to work six hours and I got big responsibilities outside of here. This helps me get there. And this is just a vehicle and, and that's okay too. Right? Like, and so you put a lot of time and effort into getting the right people on your team and then knowing Probably one of the things that's really important to me is knowing how others learn, right? And you're finding that through the disc and some other tools. Is that fair? 
Yes. And there's also core values in there. And also I tie what their wishes are, the employees wishes are to the company. So if I have them list out, like, what are three things that you'd want to do? You want to go to the Braves game? Do you want to go to the World Series? You want to, what is it that you tie their, what can my company help achieve with them? And what can I, they help achieve the goals, you know, their common goals together. So that's, I, I believe that you have to tie things like that and understand what is important to your employees. Well, I love that. I mean, I think you're speaking, going to the World Series, you're speaking my language, Tanya. So, <laughs> like, and I, you know, I, I think that's so important. I was labeled a dream maker as a young guy, right? Because like, I'm always asking people, what are you dreaming about? Well, I'm dreaming about this. Okay, what are you doing now to go for it? What are the action steps? Let's just back into it. Like, we know where it's at. And this is the beautiful thing about dreams. We usually dream about something that somebody's already accomplished, which means it's been done, (laughs) right? So like someone did it, there's a roadmap, there's already been a created roadmap. Let's find the roadmap that can work for you to get you to that dream. And you know, my story of a dream maker was, you know, in professional baseball, right? I I hit the World Series at 25 years old for my first one. And you know, I mean, it was just 12 years before that, I was running around my lawn going, you know, bottom of the seventh game, you know, seven World Series, Clark's at bat, we're playing wiffle ball in the backyard, right? And we're, we're just creating that scenario of the dream. And then I look up and I have this recognition like, oh my gosh, like everybody's actually living their dream. Like, and they're in it. And like so many people say, oh, this is what I'm dreaming about. But like, hey, are you living that? Are you out there actually living the dream? I hear people say it all the time. Hey, how you doing? Living the dream. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not living the dream. Like, I know you're not. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I, I think that's a really cool challenge. Let me let's come back to the folks real quick. So I, I want to wrap, but if you knew somebody was going through something very challenging right now, a lot of that's going on, right, Tanya? I mean, we've got COVID, we got the pandemic, there's been just a lot of just breakdown of I feel like the family system about you know schools and we're doing it different and everyone's had to adapt. Someone's going through something. What what would be one belief value or action that you would recommend they take right now in this journey as things get hard to get back on their road to the direction they want to go? You know, I think people let things irritate them more than they should. And I think you always I always ask, does it really matter? Is this going to matter? My grandmother used to say, is that going to matter? You know, it's like it's like the toilet paper. If it's over or under, does it really yeah. freaking matter? It gets the job done, right? Yes, it's got to be over, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's also, yeah. you can be right or you can be married or you can be right. Yeah, that's, be that's, right. that's a great quote. I'm going to use that one. You can be right. You can be or right. You can be or married. <laughs> oh, that's good. So, yeah. I mean, really, the little things are the, is it worth it? Is it worth yeah. being miserable? Is it worth the fight? Is it worth, I think, the people that really can move through? I've been through a lot my whole life. And yeah. It's like, you look at things and the, the little things that people grab onto, I don't know. It's like Tony Robbins. Where, where does, where does your need come from? I think that's so important to understand. Does your need come from power? Does it come from love or community? Does it come from being significant? Do you have to wear that watch to look important or that, does it really matter? Money is. I think, and that disc really is important because that a lot of times that will define what people's need are, right? Like when you talk about, you know, that we talked about that C category, that consciousness, that engineering, that CPA background, that 
someone who's very good with analytics and data, there is a significant desire to be right. Yes. And, and it's a need. I, I need to be right. And they're willing to work very diligently to prepare to be right. So I'm on the dating app right now. <laughs> and I was looking through the dating app and I've, I've gone through several. Don't tell people what app that is. You might get to bombarded. <laughs> so and I noticed patterns in looking at people will put their, what they do for a living. And there's a lot of analysts on there. They yeah. do. There's a lot of computer programmers there's a lot of these data people on there. And it's like, again, you can be right or you can be married. That's a hard one, right? We have to recognize. I mean, that's that's one thing that DISC is really good about is, is actually creating an understanding of myself and the way I am. Like, oh, other people aren't like me and they don't see it the same. And that's okay, right? Like, that's really okay. So I love it. Let's wrap with a couple of things. I mean, I want you to think a little bit about the quote. You know, is, is there a go-to verse that, that you go to when things aren't great? Is there a go-to verse for you, like that levels you, that gets you back in, that just says, hey, this grounds me, gets me back to where my balance point should be? It's my will to desire, my will to succeed is greater than my fear. Love that. See, winners find a way. As I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I had this quote today thinking about our time together and I pulled something from Jim Collins. We succeed at our very at our very best only when we help others succeed at theirs. So I love that. I know that about you. And so I just saw that and I was like, oh hey, listen, that's that is Tanya Lanthier right there. So a couple of things. The last thing I want to do here is if you had one thing we haven't touched on, you know, mm -hmm. and people are going to figure out like, what do you think the best way to win? What is the best way to win? I mean, we've talked a little bit, just in quick review, you know, we've talked about, Hey, dyslexia, ADD, your mother's OCD issues and challenges didn't slow you down from being a lifelong learner, you know, upper level degrees at MIT, you know, London school of business. You're a non-traditional learner, but you're a lifelong learner, which I love about you. We talked about pattern recognition. You talked about, you know, establishing your independence and learning the value of encouragement being told you were a good kid and how important that was being able to see, have that visibility on what's in my way. And then you're just not a quitter. And, and also thinking about as people go through kind of focused on what we do get to control and the things we get hung up on, and, Hey, does it really matter from your grandmother? It's such a, does it really matter? Is it worth it to get bent on that? And then the value of how you look at employees, right? The disc, the birth order, the athletics, understanding their values, what their drivers are, what their dreams are. I mean, very important. What would any other last tip that you think that's just best way to win? I think create something bigger than yourself. Love that. And I think my wealth right now is to be able to do what I want with my time. Mm -hmm. I think time is, you can make more money always, but you can't make more time. I'm very efficient with my time. I really love that, that quote because what I've learned is someone who creates something bigger than themselves, they are winners and they find a way to grow into it. They find a way to grow and to manage this bigger thing. Like, hey, I don't know how I'm going to manage it. Hey, guess what? That's okay. Like, you can learn. Probably most people aren't so comfortable with this, but, you know, a lot of my friends are very comfortable getting in a plane and taking off and going, all right, Tanya, we got to build the landing gear. <laughs> like, wait, we have no landing gear? <laughs> like, you know, but we got instructions and stuff. Like, like we're going to be able to figure it out. Like, and we got a lot of fuel. We can, we can fly for a while. Like... But people would be like, oh my gosh, I can't move. 
I got to stop. We're going to die. Like the, the fear of that, as opposed to getting focused on what I can do to resolve that challenge is a yeah. huge one. I think with my, I was a healthcare professional, but I wanted to add value to people's lives. And then starting dental post, I put food on the table. For yeah. I put a roof over their head. You know, I give them a job. I give them dignity and where they value themselves. And, you know, I, I saw a program through EO where a lady comes in and she brings a program into prisoners and they were, they were developing skills and they bring their families in and how proud they were that they had developed the skills yes. out of prison and they could get a job. You know, it's a uh, tribute that gives me happiness there is yeah, in what I, I love do that. every day. Love it. All right. For everybody. Thank you, Tanya, for being here for everybody else. Where can I find you again, Tanya? Dentalpost.net. There we go. Dentalpost.net. For me, I am at Trent M. Clark, where leadership and all the social media handles. You can look for our upcoming book, The Pyramid of Leadership, and you can DM or email me on that assessment, actually, at Trent at leadershipity.com. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. We work hard and continue to find the one percenters and deliver so we can listen on how winners find a way. Rate us five stars. Share our episode. We'd love to see you back. Thank you so much for being here on the show today, Tanya. Love seeing you as always. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. If you are a business or organization leader and want expert advice, coaching, and guidance to help you build your team to be the best, then email Trent directly at Trent at leadershipity.com or connect with him at Trent M. Clark on LinkedIn.